and welcome to Growing Pains, the marketing podcast for brands who want to grow and get more consistent sales, but without the overwhelm of feeling like you have to be online 24-7. I'm Sophie, your host and a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. Join me each week as I, alongside some wonderful guests, share practical tips and advice about how you can use and combine marketing strategies to get more impact for your effort. Hello and welcome today. I am thrilled to be here with Vicky from Vicky Knights Photography. She is one of the leading branding photographers with well over a decade of experience. She's helped hundreds of entrepreneurs show up in their business with her magnetic branding photography. She also inspires people to show up more in their business and is the founder of the Visibility Retreat. Her work has been featured in publications around the world, including Vanity Fair, Cosmopolitan, Mother and Baby Magazine, the Telegraph and the Guardian. And I would just like to add to that as well. I have also had my photo taken by Vicky Knight. Oh, she was the first person to pop my personal branding photo cherry. What an honour. What an honour. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Sophie. It's a big pleasure to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. I should also say as well, Vicky has her own podcast, so she's like a super slick professional. Oh, God, don't She's very that. exciting. I'm yeah. really, have you ever listened to the podcast? We're really, <laughs> there is nothing super slick about it, I promise. I'm always quite intimidated having other podcasters on. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> they're going to know what they're doing. They're going to realise I've got no idea. That's like when I photograph photographers, that's always yes. like out of pressure. yeah. So that's the official intro, but give us a bit of background. What's your work, family, life kind of set up at the moment? So I live in the depths of Surrey, like Hampshire, yeah. Sussex borders, with my husband, my two boys who are 14 and 12, two dogs and a cat. So it's oh pretty, pretty chaotic, which is, why, which is why I'm sat in the, just had a garden office built so I can escape from the noise. <laughs> I'm incredibly um, jealous of the garden office. If you follow, if anyone follows me on Instagram, you'll see that I'm always like lusting over people's garden offices. Well, it's been 14 years in the making that I've always dreamt of having it. So it's, yeah, I'm very happy. First shoot in it tomorrow. Very excited. So Um, exciting. So like a lot of your listeners, this is not going to be an unusual story. I set up my business after having my first son. I loved my job in London. I worked, I was head of sponsorship for a big radio station, but it was a full-on job. I was like managing a team five days a week and they didn't want me to go to three days. So I was like, right. So I set up my business then and I haven't looked back. Like it was it. I loved it right from the very start. Obviously, you have up and downs being an entrepreneur, but yeah, I wouldn't do anything else. Yeah, I think it's such a familiar story, isn't it? And actually, it's interesting, like 14 years is quite a long time, isn't it? I know. To be working for yourself. It's making me feel old. Really old. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) I said, oh my gosh, I've been doing it five years and I still feel like relatively new. But I know it's lovely to talk to people that are a little bit further on as well and like... It's a long-term thing. Not, yeah. I feel sometimes it's almost a bit like, oh, just when the kids are young and like, it feels like a very much like a, oh, your kids are young, you need to be available. That's why you work for yourself. But I'm going through a bit of a, a bit of a thing at the moment where I'm realizing that actually it's not really for my kids anymore. It's actually yeah. for me. Like I exactly. like working for myself and being flexible and, and all that sort of stuff. Totally. And you can then mold your business around the stage your kids are at, which is something yeah. You're right. I had people when the boys were young. As, as they sort of went to school, everyone's like, so you're going to go back to work now? I'm like, no. excuse me, I do work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's actually a real thing, guys. Like, yeah. I think yeah. Got it. it was like a nice little hobby on the side. Exactly. I'm like, no, this is a proper business. I promise. So, no, it's even, to be honest, I mean, it was brilliant when the boys were young and it worked around them perfectly. But it works equally as well now. Like, I have all the school holidays off. Yeah. I can drop them off, pick them up. So, yeah, it, I, I love running my own business around the kids. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right, now we need to get to know your views on the really important stuff. So we have yes. the quick fire round. Are you ready? I am ready. Good. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Very un-British of me, sorry. <laughs> All about the caffeine. Now this will be interesting because you said you've got dogs and cats. Oh, no. Which do you prefer? That is like saying pick your favourite child. <laughs> oh, that's the next question. No. I mean, if it's my animals, I can't choose. If I'm talking about other people's pets, yeah, I'll go with dogs because they're friendly. More generically. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Bagels or crumpets? Um, bagels but enough bones I mean I'm not yeah. fussing yeah I haven't actually had anyone say that they like oh no I don't like either really? <laughs> like, no. yeah oh, everyone's no. like I'm a lovely bring me both. the carbs bring yeah. me the carbs <laughs> white carbs beach or pool oh. I'm like you I've heard you talking about you don't like the sand I don't really I like, like the sand, sand but I do love the beach and the mm. sea and the views so I'm gonna have to go beach yeah winter or summer summer don't like oh, the cold. Don't like the cold. We're going no. into the cold. Yeah. No, I don't like the cold. Don't I like. actually really like spring and autumn are my favourite, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I actually, me too. I might change yeah. that question. Yeah. Uh, Colour or monochrome? Colour. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Early morning or late night? I'm a night owl. As much as I, I try to change, yeah. change it, I just can't. Although, interestingly, I don't know if you know James Wedmore. Have you heard of him? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I saw he did a reel recently saying that he goes to bed at two or three every morning in the morning what? and wakes up at 10. I was like, well, that makes me feel better. Oh, my God. That's quite extreme. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, 3 a.m. Yeah. Right. You hear all these 5 a.m. mornings. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's like the complete opposite. Anyway, I love sorry, I, I totally your... flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you were going to say late night anyway, because yeah. I've been on a few nights out with Vicky. Yes, and, uh, I'm always the, <laughs> when you're laying a party, I'm always the last to leave. Always, yeah. Yeah. Right, today we are talking all about personal branding shoots, and we're going to talk about them both from a practical perspective, aren't we, in terms of like getting ready for one, and how to make the best of one, and common like concerns people might have, as well as more from like a mindset and visibility of showing up in your business as you, yeah. and what that kind of looks like. I think I want to say right at the beginning as well, if you're an e-com business, this is still for you as well. We're going to be talking a bit more in detail later on about, I mean, Vicky's worked with lots of product-based businesses and why you should think about personal branding shoots as well as kind of product-based shoots as well. So we'll jump all into that later on, but we want to make sure that we're all talking about the same thing. And when you get started, it can be a bit confusing to know what do you need? Where do you start? I was saying to Vicky before we started, I literally, my only other professional shoot I'd had was my wedding day. <laughs> so when I first started, I went to this conference and they had this book of all the people that were attending and they asked for a photo. And I was like, oh, like the only photo I've got is like my wedding day. I tried to crop out my tiara and my husband, but it didn't work. And I had to basically take this slightly odd photo of me against a white backdrop and just hope that it would be okay. But when I saw myself against all the other photos in the book, I was like, right, I really need to have a photo I can send off. So that is one aspect of it. But as I started building my business, I realized there's much more to it. So yeah. do you want to talk us through like the headshot versus like the personal brand shoot? Yeah. And by the way, you're not alone in that. I hear a lot of people coming to me saying that they've suddenly panicked because they don't. I've actually had a neighbor turn up at my door because the guy, he was about to feature in The Guardian and he was like, yeah. I heard you're a photographer. Please. I was like, oh my God, I needed to do a shoot like there and then because he had no photo other than a wedding photo. So you're not alone. Okay, I feel a bit better about that. Yeah. You Please. haven't knocked on someone's door. I haven't knocked on someone's door, no. So the difference between, as I say, because I've been doing this quite a long time now. So when I started doing what I called then headshot photography, 
personal branding wasn't even a term back then. So it made myself sound really old. Then. Back in the day. You know, back in the day. So people just needed a headshot because back then it was just, everyone just had their websites, needed about me page. Yeah. Instagram wasn't really a big, well, I don't think it was even around. Facebook, you just needed your profile photo and that was it. So people yeah. could get away with just having a few headshots. Now the whole online world has changed. So that's why personal branding is now a thing. We can't just get away with just having a headshot. We need photos of us in action, doing things, much more kind of lifestyle photos, which actually a lot of people are happier with because it's yeah. not your face filling the whole frame. You can be have a distance to it. So a lot of people are happier with those kind of photos. But yeah, it's definitely changed that from people just needing a headshot. Now we do need a lot more than that. Because when you're promoting something online, especially if you are the face of your business, I'm your coach or social media expert or something like that, you need photos yourself generally to be promoting what you're doing as well. So you need yeah. a real variety of images. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, people can get a real feel for you, can't they, from the type of photos that you choose to have. I think that's really interesting. I love looking at people's branding shoot photos because mm. I think it gives me a real sense of, are they more formal? Are they more relaxed? Are they in nature? Are they a bit more posed, like, you know, with like fingers up pointing at something yeah. so you can use them in more like, you know, social media posts. How, how do you kind of advise people to start I think as well, when you start, you don't necessarily know exactly what you want. How do you work out what kind of shoot you want? And, and you're so right in that. And I think a lot of the time when people think they have this sort of resistance to thinking, I don't want to put like this posed photo of me mm. online. Like what's Jenny down the road going to think? She yeah. follows me on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? How cringy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like Rob that I went to school with is going to see this. Yeah. And who, because sometimes you might see other people's branding photos and they're a bit more kind of like a fashion shoot and that's mm. not your bag. And that the important thing with the branding shoot is you can make it yours. This isn't about you being something that you're not. I've had people before and they, they wear heels to the shoot. Oh, I can't really walk them. I'm like, do you ever wear heels? They're like, oh, no, I hate them. I'm like, they should not be in your branding shoe. If you never wear heels, that should if, if you wear heels all the time, then rock them. Yes, totally. Yeah. If you never wear them, don't try and be something that you're not. And I think a lot of us struggle with this and they might be yeah. trying to put across what they think they should. And a good photographer will ask you the right questions to kind of get out of you exactly what makes you you, what your what your personal brand is to try and figure out exactly what you want from your shoot. And that come down to the location, what you wear, what time of day, the props that you use. You can get such a different look with all of those things. Yeah. And I guess when someone's starting out, like at what point do you normally find people come to you to have a branding shoot? Because I mean it's a bit chicken and egg, isn't it? Because you're like, I want the photos to put on my website. But if you're literally starting your website for the first time, you don't know necessarily what you need. Like, is there like a first shoot and then a maybe future shoot? Yeah, as that's well? a really good point. I mean, firstly, I would say I don't think really you should have a website with just iPhone photos on. I think mm. it looks when I've got the difference and when I show clients the difference. So I say, do you mind if I take a screen grab of your website before the shoot? Yeah. And then we compare it to afters. They're like, oh my God, I had no idea how unprofessional that looked. It's not that it just looks less formal. It's nothing to do with that because actually sometimes the branding one can look less formal, more like them. Yeah. But it just doesn't, it doesn't elevate their brand. You can have the slickest website that shows everything. If you've then got this, you know, crappy iPhone photo next to a fence, it's just going to bring the whole thing down. And so yeah. I would say you do at the bare minimum need a few branding shots of yourself peppered through the website now a lot of photographers like I do as well I run mini branding days whereby you can have like a 25 minute shoot 
but it's much more cost effective because I'm photographing five people through a morning. So they're kind of all yeah. sharing the cost. So a lot of people, when they're first starting their business, or if they're just dipping their toe into the water, this is the first time they've ever had a branding shoot, will do will go for that. And then a year later, for example, they then book a full branding shoot when their business is more established and they need more images for social media. Yeah. And I guess talking about that, like social media versus website, or maybe as well, you know, having to use it, like you say, for like The Guardian or whatever. How... How do people come? Do they know exactly what they need? Like, or do you kind of guide them? Like, do you need to have an exact list of what you want before you do your branding shoot? So, the, and I always say this to clients, I am happy to work with you exactly as you want. So I have some regular clients that will come to me. They know their brand inside out. They will literally send me a, lot, a list of like 40 shots that we need to get with tick marks. Et we will just go through ticking them off, right? Yeah. Very happy to work in that way if someone is very, very clear on their brand. I have other clients that come to me and in our clarity call, they say, this is not my zone of genius Help. at all. I have no clue what to do. And I'm like, I am happy to hold your hand through the whole process. So I will try and draw out of you what your personal brand is, what you stand for. We then decide on a location. And then often when people come to the shoot itself, I have so many people say to me, but all of the women you photograph are so confident and they mm. seem to know how to pose. I'm like, no, 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 they're exactly like you. They all think the same thing too. But a good photographer will work with you. So yeah, you do come across looking self-assured and they will pose you. So we were laughing just before we went on. So for yeah. that, I always joke with people that I pose them within an inch of their lives. So it's like everything's on them. I'm not just relaxed. And all my photos always look really natural and joyful, but I'm making sure that I pose them in a way that's really flattering, that we get the right light and that they're going to be really happy with. And you don't, you're not a model. I mean, you might be, Sophie, I don't well, know. Hey, <laughs> how rude. <laughs> but no, I don't photograph models, right? So I always say, you're not a model. Why would you know how to pose? Nobody does. So that's my job. I show you how to pose. So a good photographer will do that for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I am someone who needs a lot of direction and like double chin and, you know, rolling shoulders back and yeah. kind of the, you end up with a bit of a, like a frozen smile, something where it doesn't yeah. meet your eyes sometimes. Yes. And I think finding a good photographer who can, you know, a coach you in like how to get rid of that double chin. And like, it's just a few tweaks. It's like, a you know, head slightly to the left. Like you're not yeah. doing any like crazy model poses. It's more about like just making you look like the best you to kind yeah. of capture it isn't it like yeah. oh, when we talk about posing I'm not sort of like hand on hip hand on head you know we're not talking that kind of posing yeah, yeah. we're talking about the tiny little shifts that just make a big difference so I'm regularly like just moving someone's face around because it's much more flattering like I would say 90% of the women I photograph like you said are worried about double chins so they're yeah. not sure where to put the chin so I always give advice on that and I, we all sit in a chair and slump, all of us. I even need to say to yoga and Pilates mm. teachers, sit up straight because we just look so much better. Engage your core. <laughs> I'm the expert. So, but exactly. everyone has to, we all slump when it doesn't look good or we sort of sit in a chair and we fall back into it. And that's why so often you might see photos that someone's just slept on a night out and you're like, oh my God, that looks awful. Because you're not yeah. posed in the right way. There might be shooting up on you or anything whereas a good photographer will know how to make you look your absolute best and it's not making you look something that you're not this isn't about using photoshop to do tricks and make you skinnier or longer hair or anything this is about just using what you've got but making you look the absolute best that you can yeah absolutely and I think as well like 
it's partly for your customers, isn't it? To give them uh, like confidence in your business and your brand. I especially think for me anyway, for small businesses, when people are looking to work with us, we have to build their trust really quickly. We don't have that kind of advantage that bigger companies have where they, you know, that they're a big company. If you had an issue, you know, it would be sorted because they're a big company. Like with small businesses, we need to build trust with our customers. And I think that is one way of like showing them that we are a, we're a business. This is not a a little hobby on the side. This is a business and we have, you know, professional, professional image. But I also think, you know, we're looking at things like collaborations with other businesses. Like if I had someone on the podcast and they didn't have a professional headshot to send me for all my marketing and they just sent me like a picture of them on a night out. That would be really difficult for me because that doesn't yeah. really reflect well on my brand either. Mm-hmm. Like, where have I found this person? Are they really an expert? You're yeah. talking about, They're and like, it shouldn't necessarily be like that. <laughs> exactly. They're fine. I mean, unless I guess I was promoting, I don't know, doing something about nightlife. But like, I think it's about more than just looking professional, isn't it? It kind yeah. of, inst- it gives people a shortcut to like trusting you and building yeah. that trust. You're so right. It just, yeah, it just shows that you take yourself seriously. But it's not, I mean, just yeah. going just going back to your point there about not having, I've, it's really sad. I've had women come to me and they've said, I've had opportunities in the past couple of years to go on people's podcasts or maybe have an article in the press, speak at something, and they've had to turn it down because they think, oh, I haven't got the photos and I can't send in just an iPhone photo. And that is so sad. So, so what happens when you have these amazing branding photos at your fingertips is your confidence grows. You might then start pitching yourself as a guest on a podcast or getting an article in a magazine, it just gives you that inner confidence to be able to put yourself out there more. And if, like me, you feel like you're not very photogenic and you don't really like having a photo taken and actually being visible on your social media feels really uncomfortable, even taking selfies, like you just think, oh God, I don't want to put another like selfie up. It never looks good. I actually found having photos done in a branding shoot a way to do that and build my confidence because like they're edited, you get loads to choose from. You, you know, you can choose the ones that you feel reflect you in like the absolute best way. And so when you're then choosing a photo, you're choosing from five brilliant photos of you, not like five different selfies that you are not sure about any single one of them. It's so true. And you've also had it kind of filtered. When I say filtered, I don't mean through a camera filter. I mean, filtered through your photographer. So you've had an expert mm. eye on it. So exactly. that photographer has already been through your shoes, culled those images, picked out the absolute best ones, and then you're picking the best ones from that. So you've already had someone give it the green light almost and say, yes, these, these look great. This shows you your absolute best. Yeah. That just gives you the confidence as, as well to put it out there. And then in terms of, I've seen quite a lot of different styles, I guess, of branding, personal branding. So there's the like really, you know, like in the words, very much about like more of a feel necessarily. Then there's the ones that are a bit more like, you know, sitting at a laptop and kind of like, this is me working or holding my phone or I guess like Pilates, you know, like doing a Pilates post type Mm -hmm. thing. And then there's the ones that are very much like pointing into thin air or, you know, where you're very much planning to use that. Yes. As a social media post, probably. It's not really going to be a website one, I don't imagine. Or maybe it would be. You can, yeah. Like, with courses, it works really with well. Courses. Yeah, yeah, that's true. With courses. Yeah. Are they three different branding shoots? Or, like, how do you decide which one to go for? Do you know what I mean? Because I can see the benefits of all three. Yeah. I'm just... I mean, I mean, I would say there's more you can add to that as well. To yeah. Be honest. But it will really depend. You know, and that, that's where a photographer should work with you. And so I send a questionnaire first and try and really get 
under the skin of what their brand is, what they're into, um, who they're appealing to. And then we have a chat as well. So I can actually see them face to face, see what they're like. And sometimes it's me guiding them. Like I say, sometimes they have a really clear idea of exactly what they want. I mean, in an ideal world, you'd try and incorporate some of those things because you don't want 50 photos of you on a laptop. <laughs> That's yeah. not well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it's tricky as well. I'm almost a bit jealous of the Pilates teachers and stuff because they can get the more business ones, but then the more action ones. Yeah. As a service business, mm. it's kind of just me. Yeah. There's only so many ways I can sit at a laptop or hold yeah. a cup of tea or and that sort of thing. Like I think that, do you know actually who I'm really jealous of? The nutritionists. Yes. Because they get to like pose with food and like... And florists. And florists. Flor oh, florists. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm really jealous. Actually, yeah. that's a really good point product businesses yes. so as we kind of we've talked a lot, lot about you know prepping for your personal branding shoot and we're not excluding product businesses out of this are we it's just a no. different type of shoot I wouldn't even say it's a different Ooh, type of okay. shoot so product businesses come to me or sometimes they don't come to me but really I start you having chats I find them I, 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 I them out. down exactly. I turn up at their door exactly for um, your branding shoot <laughs> But I just ran my retreat last week and there were at least three of the women there that run product businesses. And I think when they booked on, they were thinking, oh, do I really need this? Do I need to be visible? Can't I just show my beautiful products? But the thing is, the online world is so saturated now. There are so many product-based businesses and it's so easy for us just to go, you know, to big companies. So if we're going to invest in a small company that we might be paying more for the product, but we're yeah. really invested in them, we want to see who's making those products. We want to buy into your story. So, for example, if I go to someone's Instagram feed, they follow me and I look down. First thing I'm looking for is for a photo of them because I want to engage with that person. I want to know the person behind the business. And I find it so frustrating if I'm scrolling. All I can see is product. I don't know. Who, you know, and I go to the website, still can't find who they are. I know it's a cliche, but people do buy from people, right? Yeah. Even if you're product-based, yes, I know you want your products to sell themselves, but you need to show them a little bit about your why. That's what people buy yeah. into. And you can't do that if you're in hiding. Absolutely. I think even more so if you make your products mm. as well, there's nothing more engaging than seeing someone making them. It's quite subliminal, isn't it? Like, But just you don't have to say these are handmade. I make them myself. If there are mm. pictures there of you literally making them like, yeah. and that sort of thing. I can think of a few companies actually that I've bought from where the products are so beautiful and they are more expensive because they're handmade and because of that time and care and love that's gone into them. But often you don't necessarily know that if you just see a picture of the product. Yes. Yeah, like, absolutely. And you're right, and Instagram is so set up for that now where you can create yeah. gorgeous reels of yourself making them and you don't have to talk at camera. It can just be you making them. And it might just be if, you know, some people are too scared just to even show their hands. They're like, oh, so just start like that. Start with your hands and your voice and then gradually, you know, it's not being visible isn't about doing things that feel like really out of our comfort zone because we all set up businesses to, to help people and to feel good for us, yeah. to fit in with our lives. And there's no point doing things that are really uncomfortable and risky to us because that's when people end up going out of business because it just doesn't align with them, their personality or their values. Yeah. But I still will say to people, just think, kind of gently push yourself out of your comfort zone. And whenever you do things, whenever I've done things in my business, after a while, it then feels totally natural. You suddenly realize, actually, the whole world isn't staring at you and pointing and laughing. Yeah. It's actually fine. This is safe for me and I now feel comfortable. But it's just taking those little baby steps. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember the first time I like spoke on Instagram stories. I felt like such an idiot. And I think like over, I think it's obviously more common now and, you know, with Instagram pushing videos Mm. so much more, you don't feel like you're the only one, but I definitely was actually more that fear of friends and family seeing me like that kind of and I always remember like someone talking about a surpassing comment about someone else saying like oh like talking on their stories it was so cringy and you know and it's like that flippant comment like would sat in my stomach for like months and months and months like worrying please we said that we were talking about this last week and saying because I've heard that numerous times right when yeah women tear down other women it's really yeah. not nice and they'd be like oh my god who does she think she is talking all yeah. the time in her stories you know it's so, so cringy actually she's so confident like she thinks she's all that but yeah. actually what well, I and, and I'm exactly like you that then made me not do it for years I've actually yeah. only been talking on stories probably for like 18 months or so very happy doing my podcast and posting photos but that was just out of my comfort zone yeah for exactly that reason because I'd heard other women talking about other business owners saying that and then I realized, I always do a lot of mindset work on that. And I realized that actually that's saying so much more about that person saying it than it is about the person doing it. So now if I ever hear that, in fact, it was only a few months ago, I heard someone saying exactly that, like gave them a little bit of a piece of my mind. I was just like, that took that woman so much, you know, yeah. so much bravery to do that. And, you know, what is, you know, what is it that, that you're like afraid of or jealous of? What is it? What triggered why did that trigger you? And you have to sometimes look at it. If I sometimes feel that comparisonitis because I've looked at someone else, I'm like, oh, I have to then think, what, what is it that I want that they've got? Or what is it triggering in myself that I don't like in myself? Sorry, I've gone all a bit deep there. But no, I'm totally with you. And I think that's the thing, though. Like, it is deep. I remember, like, the first few years in business, often people would say to me, oh, you know, how's it going? And I would just look at them and be, it's just, it's so much. Like, on, a, mm. on like, a personal minds like self-development Pete like it's so like it's so hard going into that like selling your selling yourself like not in a prostitution sense but like you you put yourself out there you're so vulnerable when you're out there saying like even now I feel it like I've just launched my course and it's the first time I've done a course for this business and so you're so vulnerable like you're going out there and saying like this is what I offer like this is how I think I could help you. And like, there's always that fear, isn't there? Like, what if it mm. doesn't land well? Or what if yeah. people don't want it? And like that yeah. rejection and like dealing with, with feelings of failure. Like it's all tied up, I think, in that visibility. Like mm. whether it's like you and your face or you and like you just putting your business out there. Mm. Like, it takes so much. It's so, so layered. Much. There are so yeah. many layers to it, like you say, which is why I'm fascinated in it because it brings in all the mindset stuff that I'm interested in as well. But yeah, it's so layered, but it takes so much courage. And don't get me wrong, there are days when I look at my friends who I used to work with and they're now like C-level, really important jobs. I look at the dollars and they go, oh, it must be so easy for you. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you don't have to put yourself out there. Like you put yourself out there, but it's just in a company. I have to put myself out there. Anyone can see it. You know, Becky from school can see it. Anyone can see it. And it's scary some days. You know, we all have better days than others. And I totally get that. And that's why it's not for everyone. It takes so much bravery, courage to run. So much bravery. I do remember once, I think my husband made a flippant comment about not not that it wasn't hard running your own business, but it was something about, well, just put it out there. Just like tell people it's what you offer. And I just remember saying to him, How would you feel 
if every single piece of work you did was out there in the public domain for everyone to judge every like every new project you took on every new thing that you did is out there for all consumption like everyone to look at and see what you're doing like I think we sometimes underestimate ourselves and how like much we do as our own businesses and how like far we push ourselves and I think you know and that's why I'm very much in the school of thought is just be a bit gentle to yourself I'm not saying don't ever do anything but there's also some coaches and experts now out there going just do it and dance on rails do this do that and for some people that is awful you know that's like their worst nightmare so my advice is don't do anything that does feel horribly uncomfortable and you can build a personal brand for yourself without you know talking live on Instagram and Facebook every day you absolutely can and it's about finding the ways to be visible that work for you but even if you decide actually blogging is my thing I'm a really good writer or maybe podcasting's your thing or you know you still do you know I know it sounds like I'm trying to sell what I do but you still need the photos to go with it so at the very least showing like you were saying it does feel safer to show professional branding photos so whatever it is that you find the way that you find to be visible that feels comfortable having those branding photos alongside it and that's what I did for years I'm only stepping out into talking on camera but for years I just did my podcasting my blogging and sharing photos and that's worked very well for me yeah absolutely and I was saying when we spoke before like on my Instagram my face when I put my face on a post it always does better than other posts yes but when I put my branded photos out there they always do like the best best like yeah. people like the aesthetic they like I think the they appreciate the fact that those photos are have taken that time and that effort and that yeah. kind of professionalism to kind yeah. of do and like I always get a great response and I think it's I think it's sort of flipped Instagram I think a few years ago it was all professional photos now we're so used to seeing, you know, just iPhone, you know, just a, a screen grab of a video that actually branding photos really stand out, kind of stop mm. the scroll a bit more. But also, like yourself, if you are talking on camera and that all the time, it's like when you see a friend and all you've only ever seen her, like, you know, just around the house and guts, and then you see her all dressed up, you're like, oh, they're putting up the books in. You know, it's that is exactly like that. it. People yeah. comment on those branded photos and like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like my, my stories, guys. But isn't that lovely, though, to have, you know, and I think people love seeing both. So if you were only ever sharing that, that polished image, they wouldn't know any different. But if you're then sharing like, oh, God, I'm just done the school run and la, la, la. And then look at me at my branding shoot. So yeah, it stands out. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess a question some people might be thinking is, if Instagram is pushing so hard towards reels, mm-hmm. do we still need these branded photos or kind of where yeah, do you so- see that? I mean, I see that, I mean, you can't, I mean, with the shoots, for example, like I regularly on my Instagram page will show, say, eight shots from a shoot within mm. a reel. But with a branding shoot, you don't want to use. So one of the advice is don't use up all your branding photos. Occasionally people have a shoot with me and they post like 10 photos, like three different outfits. I'm like, put them through the year. Don't yeah. waste it all at once. So I wouldn't advise doing that with the branding photos, but how it's brilliant is with the, you can use it with the cover image. Yeah. So I've got some clients that have used like really cool graphics for all of their images and they're just using, you know, like you can reuse them then because the graphic will be different. What you're saying is different and you've just got, but it makes such a difference. Yeah. I'm actually about to post a reel to show she had really cool graphics anyway, but was just using iPhone photos and then the difference mm. bringing in the branding shots just into those graphics just elevated her whole feed. So I guess... For the last couple of questions, I think we should probably address some of those things that really hold people back and maybe are a little bit 
little bit practical, but also a little bit mindset as well. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about the whole, like, I'm not photogenic. I don't take a good photo and how actually photographers are incredibly experienced or you should find a photographer that's incredibly experienced in helping you with that. But I think as well, also, especially I work with a lot of mums, we're not necessarily, we're, and like we were saying, you know, we started our businesses um, postnatally, like literally within the first like year of having a baby. We don't necessarily look exactly how we would want to look if we were booking like a professional shoot yeah we have hairy hairy growth like you know and you know and being not feeling like you're at the weight you want to be at or maybe your clothes just don't feel quite right at the moment like Uh how do you how do you kind of talk to clients who are in that space yeah so if I had if I had a pound century for every time (laughs) you would have to go up an office earlier (laughs) I'd have had it 10 years ago. You're like when I go to networking days, the amount of women, they go, oh, I'm so desperate to book a branding shoot with you, but I just need to lose another half a stone. Mm-hmm. Right, and what I would say, I mean, that's, again, that's, there's a lot that, to unpack. <laughs> I sound very American by saying that. Yeah. There's a lot You've got to go on, on a there. journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reach out. But there is quite a lot to unpack there because it's not just, as, you know, that's a proper mindset block. Something is yeah. stopping them to do it, but doing, do booking that shoot. There's a few things I can say. Firstly, to, when I, whenever I talk to people about branding shooting, they're like, I need to, you know, I haven't got this. I need to lose weight. I always say, it's not about you, actually. Why do you run your business? And they're like, well, I'm trying to help people do this. I'm helping people do this. Yeah. Okay. It's about them. So anything to do with showing up online, that if you're not doing it, you're serving less people. Yeah. So if you want to help those people, you've got to put your big girl pants on and do it. So, and the other thing is, is, so would you not book with someone? Because you're looking at them thinking, oh, she needs to lose half a stone. Like you just wouldn't. No, you exactly. would never think. And actually, if anything, so what I always tell myself when I feel like I need to lose their weight is I think, actually, I'm probably a little bit more approachable. Like people yeah. are like, oh, good. Ricky's not a size 10. Yeah, like she's normal. I feel like I can have a shoot with her. She looks pretty normal. So actually, why would I not put myself out there? We, we see our friends. We see our family all the time. So yeah. it's. You know, when we suddenly think, oh, actually, I'm not going to show myself to a stranger. It's like, well, if I saw them in the street or a networking dude, they're going to see me. And what I would say, I always, I have a question on my questionnaire, which says, is there anything you're a bit insecure about that I need to know? And I do that because people used to come to the shoot and the first thing they'd start telling me is all the things they don't like about themselves, which is not putting them in the right frame of mind to have yeah. the shoot anyway. So I'm like, let's get this over done with that. But that is the time because sometimes... People are very body positive and I need to know if actually I stand for body, you know, I want to stand there with my hands on my hips. I want to show everything. Or actually I'm carrying another stone after having my baby. I'd kind of rather not show that. Great. Tell your photographer because they're not a mind reader. They don't know how you feel about it. They might assume you're totally proud of your body and really want to show it off. So just be really honest about how you feel. This isn't about hiding where it's just being confident so that you know the photographer knows where you're at and they will put you in in poses that you know perhaps are more flattering but yeah I think I think it comes down to just thinking you know not making it about you and making it about the people you're trying to help and they're not going to judge you no and actually if you are like on your grid you know if you are taking iPhone photos and on your grid and taking selfies and on your stories then they're already seeing you. Exactly. <laughs> like it's already there. Like yeah. it's just, it feels funny, doesn't it though? Like I think it's that, oh, I'm going to wait to spend the money, isn't yes. it? Like I'll wait to yeah. spend the money till I'm like, I get per- it's perfect. And actually, you know, by the time, you know, you might get pregnant again or you exactly. might, you know, like it, there's so many things in the 
I've been saying I'm going to lose half a stone for 10 years. Exactly. It's endless. Yeah. So so by saying that, it's like, yeah, this can just carry on for some time. Yeah. And actually, I mean, maybe don't report me to anyone legal, but (laughs) I may have four certain photo shoots, bought clothes and worn them for the shoot and taken them back. back. Because you're literally in them for like, like, minutes like I'm not minutes but you know you're not wearing them out anywhere you're not actually kind of you know using them you're literally just standing you would in be them very on. surprised by the amount of women that turn up with labels in the back of I their imagine. so you're not alone in that. yeah I just think if you're you know if money is you know you can't go and splash out you might want to feel like you're really really confident I think actually some new clothes would really help that you know because I'm actually like me I basically live in leggings and I would like to feel a bit more confident and have some nice clothes for the shoot but you can't necessarily go out and spend a few hundred pounds on a yeah. whole new wardrobe because you want a few changes of clothes maybe. And, you know, it's not just one outfit. That is definitely a way around it. I mean, I yeah. don't think it's necessarily not the most ethical slash legal. But I do think sometimes we have to do things a little bit more practical. And if that's holding you back, like from your whole business of having yeah. the shoot, then like I think like work around it in that way. Yes. Definitely. Well, yes. I'm, I'm going to get emails gonna, about I'm that. I'm not going to put it in writing. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, with clothing, you know, I always encourage people to have clothing that works with their branding. Yeah. And sometimes they don't necessarily have the right colours in their outfit. Yes. Else. So some, sometimes okay. it is worth raising friends' wardrobes as well. Mm. A lot of people do that. Okay, they will that's borrow like a really more nice, ethical. Yeah. <laughs> so they will borrow like a really nice laser from a friend. Yeah. And, and people are always willing to help, right? So if you like yeah. that, I need mean, clothes, these kind of colours, this is what I'm looking for. There's always people that are happy to help you out as well. Yeah. And generally, do you say just wear whatever as long as it's comfortable? Or are you kind of like, how does pattern go down and that sort of stuff? So I always give, I've got a how to prepare guide. And so that gives all the do's and don'ts. Amazing. Things that people wouldn't necessarily have thought about. But I'm also a big believer. And I'm never going to tell you, people are like, what do I wear? And I'm like, I need to get to know you first. Because yeah. if I tell you to turn up in a red, you know, power suit, and actually, you're like, Miss Rustic, want to shoot down the woods? That is not going to work. Yeah. So, of course, I can't tell you what to wear because I want it to be you. But I, I will work again. It, it goes with you know, some clients know exactly what they want to wear. Others will be sending me photos of their outfits on their bed. And we'll be like, okay, that with that. You know, and they really want some more help with it. And I always say, bring along one or two more outfits that you might, you know, than you need. And then we can choose what works best with a different background. Yeah. And I always think as well, like looking on the photographer's past shoots is really helpful as well for inspiration isn't it like you know oh that location oh that kind of combination worked quite well and also Pinterest is really good like inspo isn't it like getting ideas brilliant well thank you so much so we've covered loads and loads of amazing tips and information there so at the end of every episode though I ask my guest what's the one thing you would recommend doing today so the one thing I'm going to say is to put you, like we talked about, not doing anything too risky or uncomfortable, but I want you to just put yourself very slightly out of your comfort zone. And that will be different for everyone. So if you don't have a photo of you on your About Me page, do that. It might yeah. be get a headshot session book so you can get yeah. some nice photos. Or if you're already being really visible, maybe it's like me, I'm just finding my way on talking to camera. So maybe it's actually I'm going to post a reel with me talking in it. Yeah. So it's just the next step. Do something today to be visible in a way that feels slightly uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Because before long, it will feel totally natural. Yeah. And then you'll be on to the next thing. And the exactly. next thing. And then world domination. World domination. <laughs> exactly. Then you'll be starting a podcast like us. <laughs> <laughs>
Amazing. Thank you so much. So if you have loved all of Vicky's tips today and want to hear more, the best way is to follow her over on Instagram. And that is at vickynights.branding. I will put the link in the show notes so you can click over and you will find the link to her website and everything like that. Do you put your dates for your branding shoots and that sort of thing on your Instagram or the only website? Yeah, just on my, if they click through to my website, everything is on there. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Vicky. That was absolutely brilliant. Oh, thank you, Sophie. It's been a joy, as always, when I, when I see you. Absolutely. It's been a lovely 45 minutes. It has. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you have enjoyed these podcast episodes, I'd really love to ask you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts and it only takes a few seconds but really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Growing Pains. See you next time.